With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm writer Kyle Higgins, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic reading crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, IDW, Boom Studios, Xenoscope, and more, we have everything you want to read right here. Transformers comics? Yeah, we cover that. He-Man? Yeah, sure. DC superheroes like Batman, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Batman Beyond? Yep, we have those too. How about TMNT from IDW and I Hate Fairyland from Image Comics? Yeah, we have all that here. Plus, so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So without any further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we are reading right now here inside the pull bag. Hey, I'm Kyle Higgins, writer of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and you're listening to Mighty Morphin March here inside the pull bag. Thank you so much, Mr. Kyle Higgins, writer on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. I can't believe that Tom is the Green Ranger. There's gotta be a mistake. Hello and welcome to The Pull Bag. This is episode 341. I am, of course, TFG1 Mike. Joining me once again, Steve Megatron. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. How are you? Doing well. And we are continuing on here inside the command center, our Power Rangers coverage from the Boom Studios comic book series. Just to let everyone know who's listening to this on the From the Command Center podcast feed, uh, I did ask Scotty Cash, and uh, I did ask Vault Matrix. I never got an answer from Vault Matrix, because, oh, whatever. Scotty's in the middle of a whole bunch of life stuff right now. I'm hoping he can come back at some point, but Steve and I are here. Uh, we started with Soul of the Dragon in episode 335 of The Pullbag, and now it's time for Mighty Morphin March. That's right. Five episodes of the podcast. The first five volumes of the Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. Now, as far as I can remember, you were sort of a Power Rangers fan as a kid, right? Well, funny you should mention that. I grew up on MMPR through Zio up until the Turbo Power Rangers movie. Mm -hmm. And then that was my farewell to Power Rangers until Forever Red. And uh, uh, the one where Tommy came back as the uh, Black Dino Ranger. It was Dino Thunder, yep. Dino Thunder. I thought that's what it was, but I didn't want to stick my foot in my mouth. I did that on a recording a couple weeks ago and I, it, yeah so uh, yeah 
I uh, that one, and then I watched Megaforce mostly because I knew there was an upcoming penultimate, um, and they they were using various Power Rangers powers, which eh, so so. And then I saw that uh, recent reprisal of uh, classic Rangers. Yeah. Uh, oh. Um... I forget what it's called. It's it's in the one where Dimensions they have a giant in, reunion. Yeah, Dimensions in Danger is what it was. Is what the episode was called. But yeah, um, not yeah. Di- I think it was Super Dino Charge. I don't know. Beast Power Rangers Beast Morphers just started. So I I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm kind of the same way with you. I've watched a few more than you have. Obviously, I was 13 when Mighty Morphin started. So I watched through that, through Turbo, through Zeo. Um, I've watched uh, Time Force, SPD, Jungle Fury, Dino Thunder, RPM. I've watched various ones over the years. More the more recent ones, the more like Samurai and like the ones they've been doing over the last four or five years. Not so much a fan of it, unless like you said, it's one of those anniversary, you know, legacy episode kind of things, but. Yeah, Power Rangers kind of grew up on it. And for so long, we have wanted something in comics for Power Rangers. And there have been several Power Rangers comics over the years. I believe I'm probably talking out of my ass when I say this, but I'm pretty sure there have been. But Boom Studios got the license from Saban, which at this point is now ha- it, it's Hasbro. So, uh, but... Um, yeah, so Boom Studios has the license for Power Rangers comics, and damn, I remember back in tw- six years ago, essentially, we just passed our six-year mark here in the pullback. Yay, happy anniversary to us. Have you people actually been listening to us all these years? Um, six years ago, in 2013, when the show started, when the podcast started, I our very first interview was Kyle Higgins. At the time, he was writer on Nightwing, he would be writer on Batman Beyond 2.0, he co-wrote Batman Gates of Gotham with Scott Snyder uh, way back when, and I think I asked him in that interview, I think, I'm pretty sure, I, I, I don't know if it's this exact same question, but I know I asked him something along the lines of, what would be your one dream thing to do in comics, and he said, easily, hands down, Power Rangers. That was 2013. I think the Boom Studio stuff started in 2015, 2016, and we're now in 2019. Kyle wrote the first 30 issues or so of the series, and damn. This is a Rangers comic that we've deserved for so many years at this point. Well, I I think part of what makes this one interesting, and normally I don't have as much commentary as I I will on this one, and it's probably because there's a lot to like about it. And and I'm not just saying that as someone who's read a lot of his other stuff. Um, I I enjoyed not only the art, but the the storyline, a lot of the aesthetics that are in it. uh, It's got a very... um, it's got a very like almost like Phoenix Wright anime type style to some of the characters in certain scenarios or right. certain views, but it's I, I like the originality that they've taken with the characters and kind of given them a, a similar likeness to their their '90s persona, but they've got more of a modern look to them yeah. uh, than what they had back then. I mean, it's it's still very '90s influence, but it's it's more 
modern. And then when you look at the Megazords and the robots uh, kind of designs, it kind of gives me that Transformers look with a lot of the way the steel looks, a lot of the way the, the eyes light up and glow. And then uh, a lot of the effects in it uh, are very reminiscent of the show, but it gives it more of that extra dynamic and uh, feel that uh, didn't necessarily get fleshed out because you were kind of translating anime and adding in pieces of American television to it to kind of make it fit. Yeah. Whereas this is completely original and they can kind of do what they need to do with it. Yeah. I mean, what they've done here is they've taken all of the original like suit designs and things like that. All of the original Megazord, Dragon Zord, whatever Zord designs so far at this point in volume one here. And it's basically what we remember. Yes, you're right. The actual characters of Jason, Billy, Trini, Zack, Kimberly, and Tommy are not exactly on model to the live-action actors, but it's close enough to where... It's close enough to resemble them without actually it being their likeness, as far as that goes. And, like you said, it still has, you know nuances of difference and, and kind of modern feel but the suits when they're in the suits and we see the zords i'm like oh my god it's like the tv show just jumped into the comic only it looks more more detailed absolutely it does it kind of gives me the vibe that we got from the first power rangers movie yep uh in a sense because you get more of that detail that wasn't there the first time around and um I mean, everything down to down to the little details of them doing, like, spectrographic, like, audio analyzation. Yep. Like, every little detail like that, it's just, it's, it's kind of amazing. Yes, it is. Um, and you would think that maybe they're just, and I'm not saying they do this, I'm not saying Kyle does this at all, he doesn't. Anybody who, who says to you, oh... There's a new Power Rangers comic. Oh, they're just going to, you know, comicize the, you know, basically translate all the old episodes into the comic. No. All new, all original story. Yes, there are parts from the show, like specifically, you know, Tommy, you know, being, you know, evil and then being good. Yes, that's from the show. But the whole story so far is not what, you know, the, the events of the comic only very vaguely mirror the television show they obviously put the homages in there and things like that and whatever it's just such fun it really really is Tommy Tommy I know I know you're the Green Ranger well then Pink Ranger you should also know that you and the other Power Rangers will soon be destroyed. Let us help you. We can break Rita's spell. Rita is my empress. And she will soon rule the world. Tommy, please let us help you. You have been warned. Part of the thing I like about the comics, when especially when Kyle Higgins gets involved, is he keeps the life about the original show without altering that, but he fills in a lot of the gaps that are missing from the actual continuity. Yep. Uh, and in this sense, like it kind of gives you that continuity gap uh, during the time that Tommy was showing up and during, you know, with all the influence from, from uh, Rita Repulsa and, you know, all of the, 
uh, nuances that he had to deal with, you know, coming back into that. Now, also, I kind of forgot about Scorpina and, you know, the fact that she was like this early on. Um, yeah. <laughs> even though, like, uh, reading the other one with, you know, uh, basically the old man Logan type of thing with Tommy, yeah. uh, it, where she kind of. She's the villain. Yeah, she's the villain. Uh, but it's it still like I, I forget that she was around during this time, and so it's it, it's kind of refreshing to see some of these little details kind of pop back up, and then uh, just the level of uh, how how he plays these characters off each other. You can tell that he he knows these characters. Absolutely, he absolutely does. I love the art in this it's so good it like i said it's basically the show put in like the show jumped out of the tv screen and went to the comic page and it's so cool it really really is um so to get the uh the the creative out of the way like we've already been gushing about him kyle higgins on writing illustrated by hendry Presetai? I'm probably pronouncing that horribly. Uh, colors done by Matt Herms. Letters done by Ed Dukeshire. Cover by Goni Montez. And designer is Jillian Crabb. Assistant editors Matthew Levine and Alex Gaylor. And the editor is Daphna Pleban. Again, sorry if I butchered any of those names. Um, I love the... Uh, the introduction here uh, from Judd Lynn, uh, executive producer of Power Rangers from 2016. Uh, that's right around when the trade was was released. Um, I just this is just so cool. We start off with obviously Tommy being evil, and I love that cover. The cover of the prologue with him holding the sword. Oh man, all the covers that the artists have done for this series have been so cool. Yeah, I, I I'm digging the 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 visual details on this. Yeah, the all visual, the way through. Yeah, the visual detail is off the charts, and I'll tell you, when I found out that they were up to volume four by the time that I bought these, I think it was March of. 2017 was it or 2018 I forget there was a time where volume 4 had just come out in trade and I it's when I first found out about the comic really like when I first remembered that hey isn't there a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic that Kyle Higgins is writing I need to go to Comicsology and check on it I bought the first four volumes and read them within like a day and a half all four these this comic series the way that Kyle writes these characters it reads so fast and I know you've said to me off air and in previous episodes that you read fast normally I do but sometimes I don't like I read this within 35 minutes maybe where normally a, a full five issue traded collection would take me maybe an hour depending on what it was but this story moves so well. Yeah, it definitely does. And then uh, it, a lot of the the, the details in, in some of the, the writing, like I, I like how different people have different color palettes as far as their, their fonts when they're speaking. Yep. 
That's like cool. Zordon's got the blue. You've got like Rita, you know, kind of complaining and the the green into Tommy's ear. And then, um, so, I mean, you have like the two, you know, big sorcerers of sorts uh, conversing in that way. And then, uh, you know, the, just, just how everything kind of plays out. It's, it, it's very easy to read, even if you're not fully like, taking in all of the text like you can kind of infer based on what you do read uh with with the visuals that are placed with it uh how the story portrays itself absolutely um and you'll have to excuse me folks i should have said this at the beginning of the show i am a little under the weather tonight so if i sniffle or sneeze i'll try to cut it out in the editing but it is what it is <sighs> the life of a podcaster i'm too old for this shit oh god oh wait wrong wrong genre um yeah i mean that this first little prologue chapter uh with scorpina showing up with rita's plan kind of revealed of she wants to steal tommy's powers with the green candle or the green chaos energy and the crystal and all of that absolutely love that I was thinking she had her own zeal crystal there for a minute, and I was like, what? I was too. I was like, wait a second. But, yeah. Um, just like in the show, and we'll get to this close to the end of the, of the episode, but just like in the show, I... Even when Kyle's writing them, I can't stand Bulk and Skull. Oh, oh my I had God. To, I, I'm sorry, I had to skip that part. <laughs> They they were so annoying. Well, okay, so we have a full comic story in each of these issues, folks. 22 pages of main story, I think. And then we have a little backup story, uh, The Adventures of Bulk and Skull, written by Steve Orlando and others as well. Uh, I believe that's illustrated by Corin Howell, who had done the Batmite miniseries for DC. I immediately skipped that the first time I read these because what it felt like to me was what Scott Snyder did in his Batman books when they would throw in backup stories. And I'm like, um, the main story's over. I don't need a backup story. <laughs> and I understand here it's for other creators to get their feet wet on Power Rangers, that's cool. But the stories themselves, Bulk and Skull are just way too annoying. In the scope of the main story, I'm fine. Like, them having, oh, their podcast and Ranger Station and whatever, sure, fine. They gotta do something in the, uh, you know, 21st century. But, uh... Now, the, the, the villain at the end, though, left me wanting more, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this whole this whole first volume, we basically get introduced to each of the characters. We get, you know, Zack is, is the biggest one that has, you know, objections on Tommy because they don't know him that way. And rightfully so. I'm not saying he shouldn't have those. Um, but, you know, because new guy and knew this and he was evil. Now he's not and yada, yada, yada. I do absolutely love, though, how all of the fight scenes with Tommy and with the other Rangers work. There's a beautiful panel, uh, not just in, in guided view for me on Comixology, but just the regular full page panel 
on the top, Tommy is in this fight for his life, and on the bottom, it's him, Kimberly, and then the the uh, the pterodactyl uh, dinosaurd, and it's this I guess training montage kind of thing uh, that they're working on with him. It's such beautiful art. I absolutely love the art in this series. It's so very cool. And like I said before, again, the covers, at the end of issue, the end of chapter one, there's an alternate cover for issue one, which is the uh, variant Zord cover for Red Ranger and the Tyrannosaurus. Oh, it's so beautiful. Absolutely love that art. That art is done by Gani Montez as well. So very, very, very cool. And I love how each of these first issues tackles, like I said, each character. Like, Billy and Trini working together inside the Dragonzord. That's cool. Trying to figure out how the Dragonzord works, kind of a thing. Um, you have Jason with his Sensei stuff and, you know, his his teaching classes for martial arts. Which, again, is something that he did in the show. Um, and it's something that Tommy would eventually you know, join him in doing, which they even broach that uh, in this as well. What I love is how we see Rita be in Tommy's head, supposedly. I always assumed it was Rita, and then obviously as we go through this, it's, you know, more him self-doubting, self-loathing kind of thing. But absolutely, absolutely dig it. Um... What did you think after the first two chapters, after the first, you know, well, technically three, because prologue, but, I mean, up to the point where we see where Goldar is in the Dark Dimension, what did you think? Um, well, I don't know, I just, I didn't really pay too much attention to, like, the chapter markers, to be honest. Okay. Um, I did think it was kind of weird that Goldar was in the, in the Dark Dimension, kind of secluded. Um but I must have forgotten a detail from the show. Well, no, this is part of, it's his own, it's part of the story here. It's not really a part of the show. Uh, the Dark Dimension, obviously, is Rita's dimension, and this is normally where Goldar would have fought Jason. In the show, he would have fought Jason, Tommy, any of the other Rangers. Um, but in this story, in Kyle's story here, he's being punished because he failed to bring the Green Ranger back to Rita. Mm. So that's what's that's what's kind of going on there. I love how, and this is so apropos, I think, I love how Kyle has written Trini in this because obviously uh, Thoi Trang passed away years ago uh, kind of a thing, so she's not here to see this kind of a thing but I love the way he's writing her you know kind of being sympathetic towards Tommy and basically being a, a an ear for him to talk to kind of a thing when she's doing the tests on him I absolutely think that's a wonderful part of Trini's character and she even says to Tommy about how her dad used to be a doctor and how someday she wants to you know help others in some other way other than being a Power Ranger Obviously alluding to the point in the show that she, Jason, and Zack will eventually leave kind of thing. I know 
that Kyle doesn't do it in the way that was done in the show, but it still works. It really, really does. Um, and as we get through most of this, we see them figuring out, you know, Tommy's connection to the Dragon Sword, and even though the Dragon Sword isn't connected to the Morphin Grid the way that their swords are, it still is connected, and it's just more powerful, it seems, and it, I don't know, it's just, it's so interesting how Kyle has worked all of this stuff in and made it an original story, not that it wouldn't have been anyway, but it, you know, it, being able to throw Easter eggs in is always the funnest part of it, but at the same time, you still have to create an original story for something, for a new comic book series, and it's not exactly the path that the show took, but it's still the path that the show... It's a double-edged sword. It is and it isn't what the show was. Yep. Yep. Yeah, like I said, absolutely love it. I love the image later on uh, when the uh, Megazord picks up the sword. Um, like I said, you know, Jason versus Tommy and Tommy versus everybody kind of thing. Him trying to fit in and figure it out and by the time we get to the end of it it's like oh boy Rita has enough energy to release whatever she's going to release and it's this giant monster thing looks nothing like any Power Rangers monster you've ever seen before in your life absolutely love it yep yep and like I said before, at the end of that, which is the end of the first volume, we have the Adventures of Bulk and Skull, which I went, I did go back beforehand, this reading, even though I skipped it the first time, I did go back and I did try to read this, and it's okay, it's cute, it's interesting, it's kind of funny, but it's still Bulk and Skull. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <sighs> Um, I love the cover gallery that they put at the back of this. You have all of the Ranger covers that were exclusive for the first issue kind of thing. All the colors. You have the Green Ranger. You have the um, uh, Red Ranger. I think you have the Black and the Pink Ranger as like action figure covers, which is really cool. Uh, you have you have uh, Squat as as a big face kind of cover which is really fun and interesting um yeah this was just such a fun fun read i knew when i found out that all four of these were on comiXology i'm like i have to buy all four right now and i have to read all four right now i think i spent I'm quite literally i think it was less than a day that i read all four of the volumes of the first basically Issues zero through twenty I read within a day and a half. I read twenty comics in a day and a half, folks. It's that good. And even though I hadn't picked it up until we're doing this right now in March of twenty nineteen, I still remember and you know how I felt when I first read it, and I still feel that way reading it a second time a year or so later. What were you, after you finished this, did you immediately want to read the next volume? Yes. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Big scary villain at the end, half destroyed. Uh, command center. Yeah. 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 It was like, hey, I need to keep reading because uh, this is interesting. And this is the Power Rangers comic we have deserved for so long. You know, everyone says, oh, I wish the Power Rangers TV show would do this or do that or whatever. I'm sorry, you're probably never going to get your wishes. But you get someone like Kyle, who is a storyteller at heart, who is a writer that writes what he loves, and you get this comic. You get this comic, you get stuff like this, you get Nightwing from New 52, you get the Batman Beyond stuff he did. The man is amazing. We have, I've got to get him on for a new interview. Volume 1, Boom Studios, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, 0 to 5 scale, what would you give it? I would give it probably, uh, I I never give a perfect score, so this will probably be like a 4.5 for me. Yeah. But it's pretty close. Yeah. I some things just need a perfect score and I think there was nothing in the like certain comics and I agree with you certain comics certain things I can you know find little bitty flaws and little bitty things in it that I didn't really care for other than the adventures of bulk and skull which is separate from the main story other than the backup story I loved all of this I loved the whole story I loved all the character bits the art is amazing Oh, these artists are so talented, and they're doing Power Rangers so much justice. Absolutely love it. Um, but to be objective, I'll give it a four and a half as well. I'm not saying I'm not going to end up giving any of the other trades a five at some point, but for now, four and a half. Absolutely love it. Um, what are you... Like without reading ahead, and I know you haven't yet, because I haven't even started reading the second epi- the second uh, trade yet. Uh, with that cliffhanger with the monster, what are you expecting? Are you expecting anything? Are you hoping for anything in the next trade? Uh, I'm wondering if they're going to somehow turn back time, or if the white uh, ranger powers will come out. Uh huh. <clears throat> To take on the problem. Yeah. Yeah, considering, obviously, they're following the whole green green powers are going to burn out kind of a thing. Yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, as I said, folks, this is Mighty Morphin March. We've got episode 341 to 345, the first five uh, collected editions, first five volumes of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Boom Studios. You can find me on social media at TFG and Mike on Twitter. What is your Twitter, sir? At SCP21. You got anything you want to pimp out before we get the heck out of here? Uh, nothing uh, aside from recording Altered Geeks and having episodes of those coming out and uh, hopefully soon some more uh, All Things Transformers and Future Imperfect. 
Absolutely. Uh, just keep it tuned here to the pool bag, folks, for more Power Rangers coverage here in Mighty Morphin March. Make your greatest game into comics, and we will catch you next time. We missed you, Zordon. Rowan out here was pretty low without you. The fact remains that even as you faced your greatest danger, with all the odds stacked against you, you carried on like true superheroes and persevered. We really owe a lot to Alpha. Uh... Alpha. You displayed exemplary leadership capabilities in my absence. I am very proud of you. Oh, well, um, I, uh, uh, shucks. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at thepullbag and at geekcastradio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. And now I welcome our newest ranger. Now that you are our true Power Ranger Tommy, you must follow three basic rules or lose the protection of the power. First, never use your power for personal gain. Second, never escalate a battle unless Rita forces you. And finally, keep your identity secret. No one may know you are a Power Ranger. Count on me, Zordon. 100%. Here, I made you a communicator. Oh, thanks, man. You're one of us now. Welcome aboard. A new chapter has begun, Rangers. Let the power protect you.